Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities in Eastern Washington. My name is Brent. With me, as always, is my friend Megan. Hi, hello. Megan. And uh, we are excited to be back with you. It is a Monday afternoon. We are, like, into the summer schedule now. Uh, July 4th was this last week. We all survived the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Did you do anything fun for that evening? Um, I... Did some fun things that afternoon. I hung out with my friends and we ate a lot of different meats. And <laughs> there was like crab and oh, brisket. Oh, wow. And okay. Burgers and dogs. I thought you meant like pork, chicken, beef. I'm like, no. well, that's not that exciting, maybe. No, but was, no, crab in there. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. nice. And we had the pork and the beef as well. Did but. you guys light off any fireworks? Um, well, I didn't stay. I left. Oh, in you're the evening such a good student. Then... Look at you. <laughs> I asked Megan if she's coming to drinks for drinks on yeah. Friday, guys. And she said, no, I have to study. And I'm well, like, Megan. Because Saturday it's I, I have to drive up to Yakima and take a test that I have to pass in order to be a teacher. It's uh, it's such a low priority considering <laughs> clean water for people who need it, Megan. <laughs> I'm going to guilt you with Jesus guilt. Well, I can um, leave my Jesus guilt by giving you some cacho. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That'll work. <laughs> Done. <laughs> See how easy that was, guys? We're closing this podcast up. Listen to Megan. <laughs> Speaking of Casho, yeah. <laughs> we uh, are in a series called Trust Issues. Just finished uh, week two. That was and a pretty great segue, about, actually. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> like we planned it. Yeah. Like it's in the uh, podcast notes, but we don't have those. So. Um, Casho, Trust Issues. Uh, speaking of trust issues, the uh, women's national soccer team won their third or fourth fourth World Cup. Mm-hmm. Two out of the row. last three. Second in a row. Absolutely crushing it, and there's been controversy about getting equal pay for the men's uh, team, and yeah. that's the uh, that was the transition. But that mm-hmm. has that's a side story that we don't have to go into. But <laughs> it was exciting. It was happening during church, mm-hmm. um, and so thankfully, um, uh, it was one of those Sundays where we're like, "Well, it's Fourth of July anyway, so we have zero <laughs> low expectations in terms of participation." <laughs> uh, but uh, it was on the lobby before uh, mm-hmm. we get going, and. Uh, it was it, it was zero zero forever like all the way through. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it at all. Yeah, I watched the first half at home. Yeah, first half, and then right in the second half was when it was like nine fifteen. Church mm-hmm. starts at nine thirty, and uh, Megan Rapinoe got that goal on the penalty mm-hmm. kick, and then they scored another one mm-hmm. right away two zero. And so I was able to kind of go into and in, to service and preach and be like, I think they got it. I yeah. think they got this yeah. locked up. You know what I mean? At that point, you just play a little lockdown D, and you're good to go. <laughs> so congratulations to them. Yeah, man. it was exciting. How uh, how exciting! Are you a World Cup? Are you a soccer fan in um, general, or I'm more of a World Cup fan yeah, than sure. like a soccer in general. But I do. Um, I grew up. My dad really loves soccer, so like my brother played it through high school. I played it um, in elementary school. My dad was like my coach for a number of years. Have you ever gone to a Sounders game? I've not ever gone to a Sounders game, but my and my brother in law is really into soccer and loves the Sounders, yeah. and so there's a lot of soccer enthusiasts in my family. Uh, it's exciting. It's yeah. like the pageantry of it all, like their little hike that they go in, like uh, the whole fans like do like a parade outside, and they go in together and they chant and they have the flags and all of the like. If you haven't been, it's pretty cool to go experience. Uh, so I, I highly recommend, even if you're not really a, like a soccer mm-hmm. fan. Um, I know my brother-in-law a couple of times has done like the Sounders and the Mariners. Well, because sometimes their seasons overlap. Right. So they'll do like doubleheader kind of games. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, um. Because it's right across the street. Yeah. Yeah. So they will like sell doubleheader tickets or like they'll kind of coordinate their times so that And they probably have to park headers. in like Auburn to get 
make that work <laughs> when that many people are down there. I can't even imagine yeah. uh, parking is atrocious just for a Mariners game or a Seahawks game. But uh, when you combine both of those two yeah. things, it's probably terrible. But yeah, uh, but if you go to one, you're already parked for it. So well, uh, yeah, but uh, that's what, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's worth the hike in or the Uber ride down or yeah. whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, well, that's fun. That's yeah. good. I love it. We uh, we got to go uh, over to my parents' house for Fourth of July, do all the fun stuff. It was super hot. But my neighbors, my parents' neighbors, have a pool, and they were gone for the weekend, and so they gave <laughs> us the key to the pool. So we took advantage of that several times. Uh-huh. Barbecue. I also and I ate way too much, and blah 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 blah. So I have friends with a pool, and they are gone this weekend. Those are the best kinds of pool to have. Let's be clear yeah. and honest. Oh like, yeah, friends of the pool absolutely. for sure. Thank you. Um, and so they were like, "Hey, would you go like check the water level?" Because they actually they're having some like lining issues and stuff. But and I was like, "Yeah, sure." Actually, my response was actually she texted me and said, "Hey, will you go check on the pool?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, uh, I suppose so. No. I will stoop to that level. <laughs> I said, yeah. I may be in my bathing suit when I do it, but yes, I will. Uh, and then I was like, uh, that means yes, I can. <laughs> you, so, take, you take your cat swimming with you? No. No. I don't think they would enjoy that. No. Um, I did take. Ben? Uh, well, he was gone. He oh. wasn't here. But okay. um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Um, I don't know what his like swimming enjoyment level is. Uh, and. <laughs> You never been swimming with a guy? Well, not with him. Okay, so question for you. <laughs> like there are some people who don't know how to swim, right? Mm-hmm. Would that be with how would you still date a guy if he couldn't swim? I think yes. Yeah, you think yes? Yeah. <laughs> but you're not confident. There's like a little lack of confidence there. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure. I okay. Would. I don't All think right. that's a deal breaker. He looks like a guy who could swim. I'm not saying he's looking like <laughs> a guy who doesn't swim. I'm just saying the fact that, you know, you mm. haven't. It's kind of like, mm. you know, there's things you've been dating for a while now, not a long time, but like, you know, you're figuring out the seasons. Yeah, and the but we also and... spend, we have like essentially a long distance relationship. I know. So, because he travels so much for work. He's, right? Yeah, gone 90% of the time for work. Yeah. So, like, there maybe are things. He's, maybe he's swimming in all these places that he goes. Who knows? Um, like, we've been together for. Like ten months, I My think. My goal now? is to create this aura with you, right. like this massive suspicion. Like, God, I wonder if he swims. I don't even know if he does. You're gonna talk to him, be like, try and like be very covert about bringing it up, but like, not a very covert person. Have we met? Like, <laughs> that's true. Hey, I just got off the podcast. I need to know if you swim yeah. or not. That's and this literally may make it or break more it. what the re- yeah. what the uh, Which my strategy would be. would be like, oh man, water. Yeah, don't you love water. Isn't water great? That feeling when you just jump, you've jumped in a pool. <laughs> See what they say. I feel like we've talked about swimming. You talking about me and you or? No, <laughs> okay. like Ben and I. I thought I'm this was a Dory moment. Like, no. no, yeah, we just did. <laughs> no. <laughs> a Dory moment. You know what? I don't know. Uh, anyway, I took my friend's four-year-old. That's who went with me. Okay, so. good. Actually, I'm in the pool with a four-year-old. It's pretty great. It's been great weather for it. Yeah. Love the Tri-Cities this summer. Uh, so this is the the best time of the year. Uh, we've got all kinds of friends in town this weekend visiting. Uh, Chris Gell is down to the guy who edits our podcast mm-hmm. is in town. So we don't have to ship this over to uh, San Antonio this week. It gets to stay right here in the beautiful Tri-Cities. <laughs> uh, my buddy Ryan's in town. Nice. Just uh, It's just like one of those deals. It, it feels like... You know, lack summer, the the, the uh, daylight, is it's light until super late, and then even at night, hanging on the back patio. It's just, this is what you live for in the Tri-Cities, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I just talked to somebody at church on Sunday who was here for the very first time in the lobby, 
And they said, uh, I said, are you guys from here? No, we just moved in from California. Oh, when did you move here? And they said, January, we moved up here. And I said, oh, I'm oh. so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they're like, yeah, it was really like, we were like, did we make a mistake until about <laughs> April? Like, we may have made a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you just got to like kind of fight through a little bit. And then, it, and then, it's, and then it's gravy. Mm-hmm. So, and they love it now. So yeah. uh, that's good. But. Awesome. Hey, we did uh, part two of our... We should jump into that, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, part two of our money series. Uh, I circle back to a story that I started last week and did almost all of it, left a couple of verses out, some key verses about mastering your money or being mastered by it. Um, Luke chapter 16, verse 13 specifically. Uh, and then through a, a little bit of verses of some, some of Galatians 5 and a little bit of Matthew uh, chapter 6 as well. Uh, but the idea essentially being that, listen... Uh, when the gospel writers sat down to think about uh, what did Jesus teach and talk about during it, with, in our experience with him, following him around and talking to the people who followed him around or whatever, money got brought up often, and it wasn't because he was needing it and asking for it. It was because he knew it was a huge ultimate concern. And in this talk today, specifically focusing on him repeatedly bringing up the fact that it is the chief competitor for your heart and that everybody is vulnerable uh, to making something that is a variable and a factor uh, to become the ultimate in the driving force of uh, people. And we've all seen it. We've seen it with people who have tons of money. We've seen it with people who have little money. We've seen people who have a ton of money do it well. And you're like, that. I want to be a really good rich person like that person. <laughs> and then you've also seen uh, really you know, not, not well off in terms of uh, worldly wealth, People who, with either by a sense of fulfillment or they just handle their money smartly, or they, you know, they're on a super fixed budget. But you know what? It doesn't like that. That they're still living a high quality of life, and you go, I kind of want to live like that. So uh, there's kind of the the dance, the balance back and forth on this thing, and and ultimately uh, because that's true, because everyone is vulnerable, regardless of what your bank account says. Um, therefore, lead with generosity. And that idea of prioritizing that and leading with that and choosing to lead uh, instead of reacting with generosity, which is, I think, more typical for us. Like, we kind of live, um, then we save some some of it, and if there's anything left over, then that's when we get, which is basically reacting to our financial situation, um, but instead uh, coming on and, and leading with that instead. So mm-hmm. any any thoughts that stand out to you in terms of, uh, we didn't get a chance to meet in between services because there were so many people. Yeah, you like Chris like showed up and Ryan. Yeah, I know, I know. It was like <laughs> the lobby was like a big giant family reunion on Sunday, <laughs> and I was like, I just can't pull away and go meet with Megan and have her just rip me up to shreds again about my message on Sunday. And and by the way, I did like a record low in terms of time. I know you. It was so quick, uh, so fast. I was shocked. You guys. Not one person came up and be like, that was really short and very great. Listen, what's rewarded gets repeated, guys. If you want it to be short, you got to come tell me. Nobody filled out a single Connect card that says, wonderfully short sermon. That's because they want it to be short. And when it's short, they don't realize that. that... They didn't even have a chance to fall asleep because it was like 20 minutes and done so fast. I think that's kind of been like a little bit of a summer thing for me. Like, I know it's nice outside, guys. I know it's July 4th weekend. Like, I appreciate that you drove over here to do this and, and be a part of this. The least that I could do is get you out a little, a few minutes early. Now, I can't say that that's going to continue in the future. I hope it does, but uh, who knows? No guarantees. No guarantees. Don't hold me to it, but I'm going to do my best to kind of keep it a little short through mm. the summer for your, for your sake. Yeah. So. Well, my, I appreciate My wife it. was volunteering in the kids' area. 
And the, the best thing you could ever do to reward your kids' volunteers is not give them gift cards. It's not buy them flowers or say their name publicly. It's release the parents to come get the kids earlier than what they're expecting. Yes. And they're like, we love serving in kids again. Yeah. <laughs> It's like 1050, 10, you know, whatever, uh, not 1050. What would it be? 10, 10, 10 or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're expecting them at like 1030 or 1025 probably. And, uh, and then they're there. So yeah. it was just a win in that way. So. I'm sure they were very excited yeah. to see all these parents start walking in. Absolutely. Unless they weren't <laughs> done with all of their lessons yet. Anyway. You, I brought up something about yes. the idea of, uh, you know, we don't think, that uh, we have any issue about being vulnerable in the way of making money our ultimate. And yet, we've all bought things on Amazon and the box showed up and we're like, I don't remember what that is exactly. And then you're like, oh yeah, I, I did I did order that. That's great. Good for me. Uh, has that ever happened to you? Any, any? Um, no, not really. I'm not a huge Amazon orderer. What? Really? So, yeah. And I usually kind of remember what it is that's, that I that, ordered. That's but... striking to me, Megan. Because I, I do... Well... I don't feel like you're a shopper. I don't no. feel like you're the person that's like, I can't wait to go to Target and see what I'm going to buy. No. So I feel like the convenience of being like, I don't need to go out. Why would I need to go out? I can stay here and, and get work done or hang out with friends and family or whatever. Uh, and I'll just order it and it'll be here in two days. Yeah. So wh- how do you get your stuff? Well, I mean, I've become a little bit more of an Amazon shopper this past year when I feel like I don't have time to go out shop. But I just, I don't acquire that much stuff, I guess. Um. I like I will go and get something or I'll like research where it is and then I'll go get it and like not like browse very much. Right. So you're focused when you go into a store. I know what I want. Usually, which is probably why people ask me questions whenever I go in stores because I look like I know what I'm doing. But (laughs) do you get that a lot? (laughs) Oh, all the time. Really? In the grocery store. I had a man one time ask me how to pick broccoli. Do they think that you work there? No, they I don't think that. I think they just I look like I know what I'm about or something. I don't know. My mom gets it too. We all like we. That's it's in the blood. Like, then it's in the genes, huh? It's whenever like things that we talk about. And what's your like, reaction to them? Do you are you usually like, I answer defensive? them? No. <laughs> well, I'm my personal reviews. Enough, like, like I had a forty-year-old man a few months ago ask me how to pick broccoli, so I told him like what you look for. What do you look for to pick broccoli? <laughs> I'm so interested. I'm I'm oh, intrigued. Like seriously? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Um, you want the florets to be the like little flowers to be closed. You don't want them to be yellow and then just like color. And, but mostly you look for making sure that all the broccoli flowers on the top are closed. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I hope Chris put some great music over that. (laughs) 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 No, but that's awesome. I'm just not a huge. Nobody has ever asked me. Really? Like, hey, what's your recommendation for this? I, I must look like a guy who knows nothing about what he's buying. Yeah. I've had multiple people ask me about, like, what you use stuff for or how to pick things. Like, one time in a grocery store in Colorado, I had a woman ask me what kind of potatoes you use for some sort of recipe she was making. And I was like, why are you asking me this? And by the way, I'm the king of asking <laughs> other people, but, or especially workers, <laughs> like, Hey, so you know what do I want to get here? Like if this, I'm so sick of buying pineapple and it just sucks. Because mm-hmm. that for me, like I have my heart set on like really good pineapple, and then just it's not good. So I'm like, what do I got to do? I got to pull leaves out. Do I got to drop it? Do I got to roll it down the aisle like a bowling ball? What do I have to make <laughs> this? How do I make this thing work? I'm I'm the king of asking. Mm-hmm. Now, if you didn't have a tag on, I would never ask you. That's not my personality. Uh, but yeah, if you have see, a tag on, the guy you saw me like walk something. up and pick broccoli and like get ready to leave, and he was like, hey. Uh, what do you look for when you're like picking broccoli? Because I did it. Was he hitting on you? 
I don't think so. But I'm also really bad at realizing when that's <laughs> happening. So it's totally possible. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't eat vegetables. Because I've told uh, people about encounters with men and they're like, I think he was hitting on you, Megan. I'm like, no, he wasn't. And they're like, I think he was. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. If he's buying broccoli uh, for himself, I, I think he's. I think he's in the market for something more. That'd be my guess. I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah. And well, I told him and then I walked away real quick. So Yeah. It was not a possibility. Okay, so <laughs> that's grocery stores. But yeah. that's like food stuff. Like what about like, I don't know, clothing and other stuff? Like what do you Oh, I did have a woman one time at REI ask me what color croc or what color chacos she should get. And <laughs> I'm not like I can't make this up fashion <laughs> fashion forward like people just i think i look like i know you should start a, a, a website the funny thing is i don't think i do know <laughs> i just look like do you I say do. it confidently i i think i have a lot That's of confidence have to do when i talk point, is just be confident yeah. about it and then like if it was I, funny if it though, doesn't too. work out it's their own fault they just I was like um it's well, just me i was like know? well i like getting bright colors but i don't know what you want to do <laughs> i don't know weird it's weird yeah Happens all the time. Good. Well, this is ridiculously sidetracked. No, I, I love it. I think it's uh, when I, I'm going to come to you when I'm not sure exactly what to buy. And if I, I you get need to know how to pick a pineapple, you just give me a call. Yeah, hopefully you get your phone on you next time I go to, a, to Costco. Um, I'm pretty good at picking watermelon also, so <sighs> let me know. It's that season. Tis the season. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else from the message stuff? Um, oh, I think just the one thought I had is, like, I think one of the big pushbacks of, like, making money – the object is like, oh, I don't have any. How can I make it the object when I don't have any? But I think if you've ever, and this is me too, if you've ever thought, well, when I have money, I can get this, 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 and do this, 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 then you're making, like, you've fallen into the trap of making money the object. And absolutely, like, even though you're saying, well, I'm getting it for all of these other reasons, what you really are getting, wanting is the money to have that money. So right. you don't have to feel the insecurity of not having money. Yep. And the obsessiveness that comes sometimes with uh, whether it's looking at our our accounts or, you know, investing something and then like constantly refreshing the screen, being totally obsessed with this. And uh, I think that that can kind of come come into play of some things like you don't have to have a lot to be like, hey, this is probably unhealthy that I'm overjoyed when things are going well and I'm. I'm literally depressed when things aren't right. Mm -hmm. uh, we can take, we can be f like an, on an emotional plane for most of life. And yet the area of finances, I think the, the variance in terms of ups and downs can swing so heavily that you just got to watch out and yeah. got to be careful on it. And, yep. and uh, yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, well, well, we have uh, uh, one more week of the series, so mm -hmm. we're finishing the, it up this week, which means communion weekend. Uh, it's also our drinks for drinks weekend, so it's just going to be a busy, uh, busy, fun kind of kind of weekend option. Yeah. But uh, let's jump into our something interesting because yeah. you said you did some did. extra research on it this week. I did. And I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, my um, on this week's episode of what Megan is doing instead of studying <laughs> um, was I was on the internet like trying to figure out something exciting because I <laughs> decided, I realized that a lot of the ones I've shared recently have been given to me by Margo and I thought I should come up with something of my own. Ah, be original. That's yeah. nice. Of, so nice I found, um, I was on Facebook tootling around 
And I found there's an organization called Wiki Languages. And what they do is they are on a mission to record, like video record, people telling history, telling stories about their culture and life and other things in their original language. So right now in the world, there are about like around 3,000 languages that are on the verge of extinction. Uh, and so their mission is to have a video record of these languages that are about to be extinct so that in the future, people can potentially relearn them or have experience with them. Because we in our culture have had languages that have gone extinct, but there have been record of some of them and they've been brought back in certain ways and in different areas. And so um, that's kind of their mission. And it was really cool to see, it's mostly volunteers. They have people all around the world who go around and record uh, different people who have languages that aren't very common and or common, but... Um, and so in our world of technology and having like three major languages, which are English, Spanish, and Chinese, um, you would think that language would be declining more and more and more. But the internet is actually, and technology is actually a really great way to preserve a lot of those languages and keep them in the conversation. Um, so the coolest thing that I found when I was on their website, and I didn't know this, but my parents did when I was telling them about it, um, there are like, I don't know, a handful of whistle languages. Really? Okay. Yes. Which they basically make. You learned this from the guy who was asking you about uh, broccoli no. at the Oaks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I maybe would have talked to him longer if maybe, he shared something like maybe that. Maybe he isn't too, Megan. <laughs> if he's using his whistle language. No, they, um, on the site, they have a whole article about different whistle languages and you basically make the sound that you would make in that, in like the original language of that area, but you do it in a whistle and they developed mostly in, um, like uh, pretty remote, rural, uh, mountainous areas where it was required for you to communicate over long distances. Um, and then the valley mountain situation would help with the whistle, and it's really cool. There's some, so there's a, on the Canary Islands, which are um, just north of Africa, but are owned by Spain. So they speak Spanish, but they have a really well recorded whistle language there. And so there's uh, videos online that you can look up of the Canary Islands whistle language. And um, waiters, like right now, it's a little bit of a tourist uh, situation, and like waiters will whistle language to each other for different things. But it originally started as like communication over long distances. I don't know if you know this, but it also works in Wonka Land. <laughs> He's got the whistle to get the uh, Oompa Loompas Oh, out. that's right. He does, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> there you go. So much knowledge. Just blessing us with so much knowledge. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. my... I thought that was interesting. Yeah, too. absolutely. A little bit nerdy, but interesting. Uh, next week is something that uh, comes around once a year, uh, and it's almost like Christmas in July but it's called Prime Week. Oh, my word. Have you ever bought anything on Prime Week before? I don't think so. Okay. Amazon Prime Week is next week. It's the 16th through, I don't know what it is. I Monday. it's the 15th and 16th. Maybe that's what it is. Sorry. It's, yeah, 15th, because it's Monday. You're mm -hmm. right. 15, 16. I think it goes through, I think it's Monday through Thursday, but I could be wrong on that. Anyways, big deal. And uh, I was talking to our, our Amazon Amazonian in residence, Gary Lau, at lunch today, <laughs> um, who said that Amazon makes more in Prime Week than they do in the holidays, which blows my mind because I've never once bought anything on Prime Week, and I, we buy everything 
uh, at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's buying all of these Instapots, but they're about to go on sale, y'all, and you can definitely <laughs> pick one up for super cheap. So Amazon Prime week is next week. That's slightly interesting, uh, but the more interesting piece about that was that uh, John Oliver, just on last week tonight, it's a show, like a late night show thing that he, he hosts on HBO, um, just did kind of a, a story on warehouses and the jobs that are inside of them and, and the work conditions and uh, highlights Amazon specifically where their pay has gone up, but they're, they literally walk around with these like scanners uh, where they get an order in and they scan a spot and then it tells them how many seconds it should take that for them to walk to the next spot to get the next item that mm-hmm. goes in the mm-hmm. box to be able to make all these things work. And if they detour it all or if they use the restroom and they get behind on their things and then they start running to places and by the end of the day they walk 15 miles. It's, I mean, it's part of it's like a sad, I mean, you know, like a warehouse conditions type thing. Part of it's like, uh, you know, I understand that that's kind of how it, it takes to work, but is our demand for like two-day shipping, is it driving... Uh, like, wouldn't we, for a lot of us, wouldn't we be fine with three days shipping if it meant that, you know, we could be more okay? Uh, you know, or would we be okay with delayed shipment if it meant that people would have better work conditions yeah. on there? Or this drive, now they're announcing, like, next day delivery, which means it's only the pressures and the time frames and the margins are only going to get tighter and tighter. And to be honest with you, I don't care if it's here tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be three weeks. Like, I, I definitely think there should be some priority on it. Uh, but uh, are we driving ourselves to it? So it's an, it's a unique balance of like, okay, I like the idea of them moving forward to one day, but I also am trying to weigh the ethics of it as a consumer. Like in my setting, I, I don't work in that job, but is my small convenience worth, you know, them having to do a pace, main, try and maintain a pace that just isn't sustainable on it. So anyways, yeah. I thought it was a unique nuance. I don't know if I fully agree with everything that he, he said on there. I know that's an easy, cheap cop out, but, um, uh, sometimes I feel like it's a it's a reach because he has to put together a show too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. And considering it's Prime Week, that's why he brought it up. And so I I, I say all that. I'm sure uh, they usually post those. Even if you don't have an HBO subscription, they usually post like that segment somewhere on the internet, or at least a condensed version of it to kind of give you the gist of it. So yeah. search for uh, John Oliver Amazon Warehouse something like that, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll probably find what you're looking for. With that, all right, that'll do it for this week's yeah. episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, we would love to invite you to come check out our Drinks for Drinks event this Friday night from 7 to 11 here at the Uptown Theater with live music, silent auction, uh, live podcast recording with Vanilla Sunday. Our competitors are direct competitors, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Probably not. I, I feel I like doubt we any tap crossover. very different yeah, audiences. Very different audiences. <laughs> Uh, I was a part of that recording last year, uh-huh. and it was uh, it was entertaining to say the least. So I'm looking forward to this week. Nice. Um, so beer, wine, food trucks, everything that comes in goes directly towards Clean Water Projects through Charity Water. Our goal is ten thousand uh, dollars. Last year we did just over six, and uh, with the silent auction this year, I know we're going to do a lot better. So I'm yeah. just super excited for it. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, go to drinksfordrinks.com. They're ten bucks, or you can show up at the door and do that. But it helps us to know. I sleep better at night when you buy your tickets. I'll just be honest. That's what it is we're not penalizing you it's not like 10 to, you know uh, ten dollars early to 55 dollars at the door or something like that we're not doing that to you um but uh but i, I do sleep better so help your pastor sleep better by buying your tickets early <laughs> <clears throat> and coming out on friday night and bringing a friend it's a fantastic event i mean literally i i would um uh, it's the best event for somebody to for you to invite a friend who especially one who's a skeptic about church and we'll be like i'm not i'm not religious at all man Cool. Well, you can get behind clean water, come out and hang out with us. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then if nothing else, 
uh, then they can see that and then maybe perhaps join us on a Sunday as we finish yeah. off our money series on Sunday. Yeah. That'll do it, guys. Have a great rest of your you week. Too. Good luck on Bye. your test, Thank Megan. You. Cannot wait to hear how it goes. Will you find <laughs> out your results by next week? I think they print out like a, an official result because it's all multiple choice. So I should know, I think, after the test whether or not I passed. And if I don't pass, it's just to like have to retake it later. But man, I don't want to. Let's do not that. go down that road. Yeah. Let's be positive. Let's take. Will you go? Bend, will you take Bendigo swimming uh, with you if if this all works out, like as a, as a celebration? Sure. Okay, do it. I want you to pass the test. I want you to go swimming and and give us the update on okay. on how he is. Alrighty. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a great week, guys. Okay, bye.